that man is peace. So your end shall surely be peace. Oh, your army is weak. Your end shall be peace. In the name of Jesus Christ. This morning we are blessed. We want to receive the ministration of our own Deaconess. Deaconess Kweku Nipa. Please put your hands together. The only Nipa in the house. The only human being in the house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
We declare that you are God, O oh Lord, and reign in our midst. We declare the atmosphere conducive for supernatural breakthrough. Anyone who carries a burden, anyone who is troubled in the mind, uh, Father, this morning as your word is coming, we declare to the mind be sound, have peace in the name of Jesus. We declare, O oh Lord, the Lord, may, we, may you reign within us. Speak to our heart. Speak to our spirit, man. Father, we walk in obedience and we receive your word in all humility. As I stand before your people, Lord, may I lose hold of myself and may your spirit take control, oh Lord. Your word says that the entrance of your word gives life. It gives understanding to the simple. Therefore, Lord, let there be penetration of your word this morning. We thank you, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus, let the saints shout a big amen. 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 This morning, we give glory to God for giving us the opportunity to share the word. And we also give honor to whom honor is due. And we give honor to the presbytery, to the pastor, and to the presbytery. And also to you who are seated here this morning. As part of the theme for this year, being the basic message, uh, remaining in Christ and his basic message. A lot has been said concerning the basic message. But this morning, what I also have to share with you regarding the basic message is that the basic message is the fundamental message that you had that brought you to Christ. So in other words, we are talking about salvation. The salvation of a man. What did you even hear that you decided to confess and decided to become a Christian and not a Muslim? And that is the foundation, the, the, the basis for which your Christianity has been built on. In other words, in other words, you heard a word about sin and you heard about turning away unto God and looking up unto God. What is it or what is sin? Sin is anything that goes against the will of God. Sin is anything that speaks or any action that goes against what God has said. And whatever that God has said will be found in the Word and can be found in the Bible. So in other words, if you want to be saved, you would have to do what? Repent of your sin. And this is where I will introduce my message this morning. That talks about repentance, a means to inherit the kingdom of God. Repentance a means to inherit the kingdom of God. You cannot repent if sin is not there. You cannot be saved if you don't repent. So in other words, these three elements work hand in hand. The, the basic message, the main text is taken from Luke chapter 15 verse 11 to 32. It talks about the prodigal son. And the Bible says that a father had two sons. And one day the son 
One of his sons said to his father, he should give him all that is due him. And he requested of it from the father. And the father also gave it to the son. The Bible said that he gathered all that the father had given unto him. And he went far to a far country to enjoy himself. He enjoyed with his friend and his friends. He did a whole lot of things. And it came to a time where famine set in. And you could realize that he had lost all that the father gave unto him. He then found himself in a situation whereby he was even feeding pigs. And he was struggling to feed himself. That he started feeding on the feed or the food of the pigs. Then one day something struck him and he said, Ah, if I were to be in my father's house, I would have been, even as a servant, I would be eating better than what I'm eating now. And then he had a change of mind. And he decided to go back to his father's house. So he just, he just got up, arose, shook off, and set off to his father. And on his way to his father, at a distance, he could identify his father. And his father also identified him. And the Bible said that his father ran to him and he kissed him. And the son was going with an apology. But the father seemed to have not even listened to the apology. But the father said to his servant, bring the best of ropes. Kill the best of the, uh, of the animals. And we are going to throw a feast for my son who was lost has returned. And the Bible says that whilst the feast was going on, his brother who had gone to, to the farm, who was faithful to the, farm, uh, the father in that sense, returned and he asked, and they said, your, father who, uh, your, uh, your brother who was lost had come. And that is the reason for this. On this account, you look at the issue, you, you realize that it talks about repentance. But before we deal with repentance, I would also want to explain the three aspects or the three definitions or scenarios that the Greek word, uh, the Greek gives to repentance. Repentance from the Greek um, word, it explains it in three dimensions. And the first one has got to do with the change of mind. The change of mind. The first repentance that has got to do with the change of mind. This is a state whereby a man will find himself in a situation that he will only have to change his mind but might not have changed his heart. He might have changed his mind and not have changed his heart. And mostly, let's say, it's got to do with a scenario of purity issues, let's say. There's something that you are doing that you so don't like. You do and regret, but just that it's on the issue of the mindset. But in your heart, it's more of the body really wants to do this thing but just that you find yourself in another, you, you don't want to do it, but you find yourself doing it. So you are, you are more of the battle of the mind. You don't, you don't have a regret so much in the heart. You don't change the state of your mind, to your heart to stop it. But in your mind, you want to stop it. But your heart, you don't really want to put a stop to it. 
And that is the first scenario. The second scenario has got to do with a change of mind and a change of heart. Whereby you feel so remorseful of it, you decide to stop it in your mind, and now you are convinced in your heart that this one, I will no longer do it anymore. That one, your heart, your mind has been able to, your heart has been able to accept what your mind is telling you. The first one, you realize that what your heart is telling you and what your mind is telling you is not in agreement. The heart is not accepting what the mind is telling you. But the third one, the second one, you realize that your heart is accepting what your mind is telling you. The third one explains it such that you have a change of mind, a change of heart, and a change of life. You have a change of mind, a change of heart, and a change of life. And that is where salvation is found. It is not enough to say, I don't like this thing. It is not good. It is not enough to even say it and say in your heart that, oh, no, this time around, I won't do it again. But when you decide not to do something and your heart is convinced and has received it, let it also change your life. In other words, you find Paul saying, uh, talking about it in Acts chapter 26, verse 20. He said, repentance, should, can you project Acts chapter 26, verse 20? First, first to those in Damascus, then to those in Jerusalem, and in all Judea and to the Gentiles also, I preach that they should repent and turn to God and prove their repentance by their deeds. So to repent is not only by just saying, I've changed, I've changed, but your deeds should also portray that you have repented. And that is the way of life. We also want to talk about sin. For a man to repent, that, for a man to repent, that means that he or she might have sinned or done something which is not in conformity to the will or the way of God. You can never repent until you have sinned against God. So it is not enough to just say, repent, repent. What are you repenting from? And you could see from Luke chapter 15, verse 11 to 14, that this, the, 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 the son of the father, the, the son or who, the prodigal son, had to repent from all those bad things that he had done. And that is repentance or a change through your lifestyle. You have to repent through your lifestyle. Your lifestyle, the life that you are living, is it pleasing God? Is it, if you are to come before God face to face, are you going to bow down your head and talk to him as a father? Or you are going to lift up your head with your chest broad and speak to him like a, a son speaking to his father? How confident are you? When you stand before God, when you are lifting up your hands in worship, how confident are you? If you are not that confident, then you ought to repent 
from whatever that is retracting you from God. Another thing to talk about is repentance that is seen through your worship. And this can be found in Judges chapter 10, verse 6. Judges chapter 10, verse 6. And the children of Israel did evil in, again in the sight of the Lord, and served Balaam and Ashtoreth, and the gods of Syria, and the gods of Zidon, and the gods of Moab, and the gods of the children of Ammon, and the gods of the Philistine, and forsook the Lord and served him not. These were people that the Lord had delivered them from the hands of the Egyptians. And you could see that they have experienced the tangible power and the presence of God. Because for the 40 days, the 40 years they taught in the wilderness, they had seen many signs from God. But yet, they turned away from worshiping God. So another thing I would say is, another question I'll put to you is that, what are you worshiping? And what reverence are you giving to God in worshiping him? Do you just do it anyhow? Or you are just giving him a section of his life, a section of your life. That when it comes to these things, from Mondays to Saturdays, that one you are left to yourself. You do what you like. But when it comes to Saturday evening leading to Sunday, that is when God has to come into your life. Is that the worship that you are giving to God? The Bible says that I will serve the Lord. David said, I will serve the Lord with all my heart and with all my life. How often do you check your life in accordance to Scripture? Even when you are walking, Wherever you are going, whatever that you are doing, whatever that you are saying, do you measure it in the line of Scripture, in the light of Scripture? Whenever you have to take a decision, do you consider the God factor in there? Because worship is not only about the songs that we sing, but it's also by the way you conduct yourself both in public and in secret. For your life is a testimony unto somebody. So for somebody to say that these people look like Christ and therefore to call them Christians, that means they saw something concerning their lives. So in other words, the question today and to you is that whatever that you do, whatever that you say, is it a worship unto God? Is it a worship unto God? It is never bad to change or to repent from an action, but it is very dangerous not to. This leads to eternal destruction. So the point is that when you come to the state whereby you realized you come to the stage whereby you've realized that this thing is not good. This thing will not help me. This thing is leading me to somewhere that is eternal destruction. That I will lose my salvation. What do you do? 
But the point is that you need to place heavy value on your salvation. Because if your salvation is not important unto you, you will choose to live life anyhow. But if it is so worthy unto you, it, is, it means a lot unto you, you will learn to guard it. That is why the Bible says that how can a young man cleanse his way? The Bible says that by taking heed in the word of God. I work in a company, we deal with gold. Also, for when the gold arrives, there's a place we call Zondi. And that place, until you have a permit, you dare not enter there. Even if this place is the path to our office, and this is where the zone D is, the very moment the gold arrives, this path now becomes zone D, and now nobody can just pass there anyhow, just because gold has arrived. My question to you this morning is that, do you value your salvation like gold? Salvation that you have is even more precious than gold. It's more valuable than gold. Than the highest amount of money that you are looking for. It's more valuable than that. Salvation. What does it mean to be saved? The point is that you are leading to hell. You are going to hell. And God out of his love says that no. I won't just watch you to just enter into hell. But I would rather send my son to come and deliver you so that you will enjoy eternal inheritance in heaven. So it is not that God, what God is trying to do for you is that he's taking you from a bad situation and placing you in a good setting whereby you will enjoy forevermore. And that is the salvation that we are talking about. And the point is that to repent means that you have, you have left the path to eternal enjoyment, to the path of eternal destruction. And that is why God is saving you. So I entreat every one of us to hold our salvation so precious and dear to our hearts that everything that we are doing we have it at the back of our mind. Is this still leading me to my salvation or is taking me away from being saved? Hallelujah.
to have a change of mind when you re realized that you have sinned against God, what do you do? And that is the most important thing. And the Bible says that the prodigal son at a point had to come back to his senses to accept that he is better off even as a servant in his father's house rather than where he had found himself. So when he realized that he has made a mistake, he didn't say that when I go they will judge me. He didn't despise the shame. He didn't look at the shame. He didn't look at how condemned and how deep he had fallen. But he decided to turn around. He decided to turn around. If you read Judges chapter 10 verse 15, the Bible says that, And the children of Israel said unto the Lord, We have sinned. Do thou unto us whatsoever seemeth good unto thee. Deliver us only, we pray thee this day. So it takes only God to deliver you. And the conviction of your sin is done by the Spirit of God, and that is the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that for there is a spirit in man. And that means as you are seated here, there is a spirit in you. And that is why whenever we are talking about the word of God, you feel connected to it. At times you feel something leap within you. What is that thing? It is the spirit of God. So if you are saying you have never experienced the tangible power of God, it is deposited in you. It is not coming from the puppet to you, but it is right there in you. And that spirit is what convicts you of wrong and right. What do you do when you realize you have stepped out of the order regarding living as a Christian? And what do you decide? Do you decide to go with the flow of the crowd or decide to come into the path of right? These questions are questions that you are supposed to ponder on. And they are questions that I know some of us are thinking of. Maybe you even thought about it yesterday. Or even as we are seated here this morning, you are thinking about it. The most important thing is not about the mistake you made. It's not about the error you made. But how you corrected it. To live along with it is also a correction. But to turn around is the correction also. So the point is that are you turning around or you continue to live in it. To turn around is what we are talking about, and that is repentance. You could realize that when the prodigal son had come to himself, at times you can be doing something that you, 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 you had not even invited God into it, and your mind is not about the implications of what you are doing. But the very moment you decided to do the thing, Something just struck you and you decided to have a change of mind. So the issue is that, are you going to continue in that habit or not? Or you will turn around. It's my prayer for you this morning that you will turn around and come into the marvelous life for which God has and the plan that the God has for us. I want us to read Matthew chapter 11 verse 28 to 30. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 to 30. 
repentance. Repentance. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 to 30. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is lighter. So in other words, God has made a provision for us that whenever we feel burdened, whenever we feel that we have done something wrong, God is showing us where to go and where to even place that burden because you can no longer carry it. And to this morning, this is what we are talking about it. You don't need to carry your yoke when you are with God. You don't need to carry certain family burdens when you are walking with your father. Whatever it is, your father is there to carry that burden. So it is no longer your responsibility, but it is the responsibility of our father to carry that burden. You might have made a mistake and you have realized it. But it is time to lay it at the feet of the altar. And that is where you have to repent from it. Hallelujah. When an individual repents, he or she experiences the love, mercy, and compassion of God, which beats the human imagination. If you look at the prodigal son, when he was going to his father, he was going with a mindset of becoming a servant. He was going with a mindset of not worthy of becoming a son. Because one, he knew what he had done. And he has asserted himself that even if I'm to go back, I don't even deserve to be a son any longer. And I'll be a servant. And I'm sure at that moment, he would have even ranked himself that if he were to be the servant, he would have been the least. Because he would be a fresher, a level 100. So even when we go to the university, we have level 400, level 300, level 200, level 100. So the very moment you step, the first day you step foot there, you are level 100. Nobody tells you you accept it. And you believe that you are the freshest. So when he was going there, he had gone with that mindset. But God is so much faithful and redeeming. And he restores us that the Bible says that when he was going, he saw his father. And the father also saw him afar. So even the very moment that you turn around to come to God, when you take the first step, the second step, it doesn't matter the distance between you and where God is. God runs to you. He runs to you and receives you and embraces you and says, Oh, welcome home, my son. You went afar. I was waiting for you to return. Oh, when were you coming? I had waited patiently for that very moment, for that day that you 
I receive you. I receive you not as a servant, not as a slave, where I will give you conditions, but I have restored you. I have not only restored you, but I have given you the best in my kingdom. I have given you a throne and a seat that when you come this seat is for you this is where my children sit and when the father is seated the children are always found around him and that is where you find yourself the Bible says uh, we are seated uh, in heavenly places and as you turn around you are no more in darkness you are seated in heavenly places, when a man turns around, he experiences the love of God. God embraces you and he receives you. If you read Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18 to 19. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18 to 19. There is a beautiful thing that the Bible says that, Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sin are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are red as crimson, they shall be like wool. 19. If you are willing and obedient, you will eat of the good of the land. And that is what God is telling us this morning. That you should come and you reason together. When it is a, a father and a servant... You, when a servant goes before his father, he puts his hand before, uh, behind him. When he talks to him, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir, you dare not talk back. Because the father issues instructions to the servant. Yours is to execute it. But the Bible says that, come, let us reason together. It is only the father and the son that reasons together. And we see in the art of creation, the Bible says that now let us make man in our image and likeness. At that moment, God was consulting and talking to the tripartite nature of himself. And now when you turn around and you come to him, it is not that he is going to give you instruction what to do and what not to do. But you even know what the father likes and the father doesn't like. So whatever you do, you are not going against his will. But you tell him, Daddy, today I want to do this. I want to do that. What do you think about it? And the father will also say, I want to do something for it. I want to use you. I want to do it through you. And that is only when you have repented and come to him that that relationship is established. So repentance brings an establishment of the link between us and God. Hallelujah. In other words, the end result of repentance 
must lead a man or a woman to salvation. The end result of repentance must lead a man or a woman to salvation. In other words, it must lead you to even getting closer to God. God is not looking about or is not looking at the mistakes and the errors that you have made. But he is standing somewhere. He has made all the provision. As you are going, he has put mercy, grace, repentance. He has even given you his spirit to speak to you. Only if you will listen to the spirit of God and be obedient and humble to what the spirit of God is telling you. You only turn around. I don't know what you are going through and what you are carrying. And what is it that you are battling with? Just listen to the spirit of God. The spirit of truth who convicts us and turn around. It might be difficult, but God has made every provision available unto you to turn around. God, the Bible said that at a point in time, the Bible said it repented God that he had even created man. In other words, God has even he has regretted creating man. Though in his regret, somewhere, somehow, he made a provision and that provision was found in the assignment for Noah. And you could realize that the whole earth was turned around and brought back to God through Noah. And God began to have another relationship with God. So no matter how deep you fall, no matter how broad and wide and plenty your sins are, the multitude of your sins, God will never forsake you. He has not forsaken you. If only you will come to the realization of yourself and turn back to him. He is only waiting patiently to receive you like the father received him. And believe me you, you will experience his love aside everything. Repentance doesn't even benefit somebody. If you are to repent today, it doesn't even benefit me, but it benefits you, the individual. It benefits you, the individual. What am I talking about? As I'm preaching now, if I sin and I repent, I stay online and on course, I know I'm going to heaven. But if you sin, I tell you repent, and you don't repent, who is losing? Who is losing? So whatever God does is not even for himself, but for your own good. Hallelujah. This morning, as I bring my message to a close, I want you to bow down your head. Don't close your eyes. Don't close your eyes. The things that we've spoken about, just think about them. Father, what is it that I'm doing? What is it that I'm saying? What is it that I do in the office at home? 
in my car, I watch in my house. That is not pleasing before you. I believe strongly that the Spirit of God is here. I see the heart of men opening apart and the Spirit of God convicting them. The most important thing this moment is to have a heart of repentance and come to God. If God is calling you, you choose to answer or not to answer. Each of them has its own consequences. Look, to, look within you. Search within you. Until God reveals to another person, you will know yourself than any other person on earth. How far are you from God? Are you facing towards God or you have turned away from Him? If you have turned away from Him, what I will say is to this morning, God is gazing at you. He gazes at you, looking and patiently waiting. The Bible says that I sought for a man to stand in a gap and I found none. And the Bible also says that for God so loved the world that he gave his son. We didn't, we, we, God had not sinned against us, but we had rather sinned against God. So why then does he have to send his son? It's because he loved us. Withholding nothing, withholding nothing, I surrender all to you. Speak to yourself. Everything I give to you.
But if you, if you feel you have something to lay at the altar, I'd like to invite you to come in front and just lay it at the feet of the master. If you feel you have a habit, you have something you want to let go, you are turning around. Oh, Rabada Basheteria Taida Hana Bateria Taida Harabaya. The Lord is in His holy temple. The Lord is in His holy temple. If you have something to surrender, don't look at what people will say. Don't look at what you are losing. This morning it's time to come before the altar. It's not comfortable. It's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable.
dear Lord. We thank you for your word and the power behind your word and the manifestation of your power. Oh Lord, our God, we bless you for the word that has come to us this morning. And we commit these, your children who have come before the altar, before you, oh Lord. They have taken step to mitigate the effect of their loss. And we know that those who take step, those who turn around, those who take a step to you, oh Lord, you check in their baggage. For you do not allow them to carry their baggage in their aircraft. This morning, they have come to you, checking in their baggage, checking in their luggage. Oh Lord, our God, we pray as the prodigal son took a step, you took so many steps to meet him. Today, your children are before you, taking a step, mitigating their effect of losses. Oh Lord God Almighty, we pray in the name of Jesus that whatever is holding them, whatever is holding their lives, whatever is holding their minds, their hearts, that is not showing in their life. As your word has come, they have heard your word and they have taken a step. God, be their helper. Assist them. Turn around. Be a different person so that heaven can hear them so that opportunities can be availed to them so that repentance will yield salvation and so we pray that whatever is holding them up oh lord will not lead them into hell but will bring them to eternal glory we give you thanks we praise your name and we magnify your name in jesus mighty name we are praying amen put your hands together for jesus Oh, put your hands together. Clap for Jesus.